Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Halloween Unleashed. I am your host, Chris Morgan, and it is great to be back with you. Now, the title of the episode is Halloween Kills Leaked Trailer, so there's going to be some spoilers in here. Spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So if you want to click off and not be spoiled by anything that was leaked in that trailer... I suggest you go ahead and just hit the stop button now and catch us next week. But, for those of us that did see the leaked trailer, I have had some private conversations with uh, some friends of mine, and it goes from a lot of mixed reactions. Now, I'm going to come to you from two different sides here. For those of you that saw the title of this episode and said, I want to hear him just straight up motherfuck this thing like he did on 2018, you're probably not going to get the right episode, but you're also not going to get a glowing review from me either. So let's just kind of go ahead and dive in, all right? For those of you that are just tuning in that don't know, and if you don't know, um, you must be living under a rock with access to podcasting um, networks, but uh, yeah, yesterday the Halloween Kills trailer was leaked. Uh, a friend of mine shared it with us privately, and then I went and watched it, watched it uh, one time, turned around and shared it to a couple of my friends privately uh, that wanted to watch it. And then um, I went back after I got my kids down and decided to watch the trailer and just wanted to kind of see if I could break things down, pick up anything, any little Easter eggs, any little nuggets of information that maybe that for those that gave one of my episodes a negative review about well, you didn't really read. <laughs> you didn't really read the real script. <laughs> you read uh, a fake one. Well, first of all, fuck you. Um, I read multiple scripts, and one of them falls again right in line with what I saw in this trailer. So, for those that want to act that way, again, fuck you. I know what I saw, I know what I read. So, who are you to tell me differently? Now, I, I'm giving everybody a chance to click off of this before I really dive into this. Now, I'm going to 
I'm going to make a choice and I'm going to start with the good first. Let's go ahead and let's let's start with the good first and then let's break things down. All right. The good. Well, it's a Halloween Kills trailer. It's more than we got last year. That's the good. The other good thing is, is visually, from an aesthetic point of view, and and visually, it looks amazing. All right? But the last film, to me, looked amazing as far as visuals. You know, the, the tone, the... The color palette, the 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 way it's shot, the the um, the heightened violence scenes, you know, um, it it all looks tremendous. That's something that I will give a lot of the modern Halloween credit to the producers and to the and to the director and to um, a lot of their 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 upper their upper level crew, their DP, um, everybody, you know, made something visually beautiful, violent, but beautiful. Um, I really love the tone, really love the color palette. Uh, I love the choices of the lighting and, you know, you have, uh, certain things that are, you know, you have pits of light throughout and then, um, it's real intense on, uh, several of the shots on one side versus, and then the other side is a little bit more underexposed, which I love stuff like that. I love high contrast and especially in this horror genre, because it, to me, uh, you know, with everything that our world has been through over the last couple of years in 2021, it's really hard to scare the audience. So you have to try to come up with ways to invoke suspense and invoke ways to scare your audience. And, you know, the way, the style in which something is shot and uh, a lighting scheme or lack thereof, it helps a lot. It helps build that mood, helps build the suspense when otherwise it could be completely flat. Um, I liked seeing the aftermath of everything. I liked seeing... Um, the returning characters that survived the last film coming back. Now, for those of you that are listening that I've heard in the past, well, you've already said that you didn't really like that, but fuck off. You know, just listen. Just fuck off and listen. I enjoyed seeing some of the returning characters. Uh, I did see Tommy Doyle, did see Lindsay Wallace. Um, so that was, that was neat. And, uh, I still really wish that Anthony Michael Hall was not Tommy Doyle. I, I, I wish it was Paul Rudd um, or just somebody else for that matter. But uh, it, it was an in- interesting cast casting choice. But uh, um, seeing Lindsay, wow, uh, she's gorgeous, by the way. Uh, but um, yeah, seeing her again, all grown up. And all of her glory was uh, definitely a treat. It was awesome to see her again. Um, now, I may have seen Bracket a couple of times. I know I saw um, 
Nurse Stevens, I did see her, uh, which was which was neat to see her. So I I mean again, you know, there's there's um, it seems like that there's little homages to um, Halloween two being in the hospital. Now the color palette inside the hospital reminded me a lot of the opening fifteen minutes of the Rob Zombie H two. Now before anyone drives off a drives off the road and crashes their vehicle listening to this, understand the first fifteen minutes of the Rob Zombie H two was the only worthy part of watching. From a cinematic point of view, from a uh, storytelling point of view, and from a visual standpoint, it was a beautiful first fifteen minutes. The other hour and twenty-five minutes, eh, yeah, probably not the best. But um, that first fifteen minutes in Rob Zombie's H two was great. Um, probably one of its strongest points because the rest, the, the ass end, dropped out from underneath it. But you know, I saw a lot of the color palettes, and it seems like they're building a lot of the tension uh, through the hospital, which is great. Um, it that was probably one of my favorite things that I read in the script was uh, was a lot of the hospital sequences, a lot of unnecessary grotesque violence, but um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how far they go inside the hospital. Um, compared to the script. Now, um, that was the good. <laughs> now on to the bad. Um, the bad is, I don't know how most of you feel, but I am not a fan of any modern era trailer. And this could be for Halloween. It could be for any any genre it could be for any film any franchise i do not like the modern era trailers back in the day whether it be a sequel or a new film or what have you uh, it was cut in a way like the older trailers were cut in a way that invoked intrigue it gave you just enough to whet the appetite to get you curious about what's going to happen in that film. That it drives you to put an ass in the seat every 18 inches. Modern era trailers, and Halloween is not the only one that does this. Everybody does it now. Is It seems like it's written for the attention deficit disorder audience in our society today that can't remember shit after 30 seconds so you got to get all your shit in it's like the like the spot the spot fest that we watch on wrestling every week now it doesn't matter what the crowd's saying it doesn't matter the psychology of the match i'm going to get my shit in and that's the way trailers are cut nowadays it's cut for this ADD society. And that's exactly the way this trailer was. I mean, I saw 90 minutes plus of movie crammed into two and a half minutes. And it was so disorienting and cut all over the place. But still, you got about 80% of the film in there in about two and a half minutes 
that I'm going, what's what's the purpose of going and watching it? I, I just now saw everything. There was no there was no intrigue. There was no invoking man, they told me the story, how this is gonna play out. They gave me just enough to whet my appetite, and now I need to go to the theater to really get the payoff. I'm walking into the theater already having the payoff and just seeing the long version of how everything kind of connects together because they they edited it all disorienting on purpose. We saw that with 2018 as well, where they put everything in the fucking trailer, everything. And then they cut it in a way that was out of order and disoriented you. So now you had to go to the theater to watch and put it all together, but there was no surprises, unfortunately. This was much of the same thing. They showed how he got out of the fire. They showed um, how he's going to escape the police barricade and the fire rescue and all that. They showed how he's going to track down Lori. They showed what Lori's motive was. They showed Tommy Doyle's motive. They showed Lindsay's motive. They showed... uh, Nurse Stevens, they they showed her motive. They showed, you know, um, Allison and Karen. They showed a lot of them and what they're going through. And a lot of over-the-top violence. They even showed bringing the boyfriend back from the first one that had no fucking point. And him battling Michael Myers and everything. And we see him get, looks like, killed. So it's just like, what's the point? What's the point of going to the theater and watching this thing when you just showed me everything that I that I didn't need to see? Give me a premise of the story. Give me enough to whet my appetite and put my ass in the seat. But the problem is, is because people are so ADD now and they forget shit 30 seconds after they read or hear or, or hear it or watch it. I mean, I can't tell you how many countless fucking episodes I have done on one subject just because people are too lazy to go back into the archive and re-listen to an episode. But no, they'd rather message me and say, hey, you ought to do an episode on this. Well, I did. Three months ago. Well, you ought to do an episode on this. I did. Two years ago. Well, you ought to do an episode on this. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about that before. And I've listened to every episode. Really? Well, then you would know an episode, blah, 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 that I talked about that ad nauseum. But that's the problem with our society today. Is nobody likes a slow burn anymore. Everybody wants it right now. And they want it yesterday. And if it's just not spoon fed to them and just regurgitated all over them in, in, in a very ADD type way, they're not interested. So maybe that's why trailers are so shitty nowadays. It's because people do not have the attention span to remember or get excited or have this slow burn happen. I remember when we used to get three separate trailers to films. We did that because the first one was a teaser. The second one was the first theatrical trailer. Then we would have the second theatrical trailer. And by the time the film came out, that's this is why films were so successful at times, was due to the fact that they did a slow burn and they built the suspense and they built up the 
magic of what you were going to see. They didn't just come in and start shooting a load all over you, like, from the second you start watching. I, I don't know. It, it's... The trailer wasn't good. Okay? Bottom line. Trailer wasn't good. Showed way too much. Showed way too much. Now, see, for someone like me that read the script... Yes, guys, I needed, I did read the script. <laughs> I read the script. Didn't Didn't like the script. But I was willing to watch the movie. Still, because I'm a Halloween fan. Title the episode or title of the podcast, Halloween Unleashed. But at the same time, when you really break everything down, it was not a good trailer. I could say, well, due to the fact that they lost a year, they just wanted to give the fans everything they possibly could in that two and a half minutes. No, because they did that in 2018. There was no pandemic then, right? So there you go. I would dare to say that the Rob Zombie H2 trailer, which which everybody knows how I feel about that film. That film was a pile of shit um, outside the first 15 minutes. But the trailer itself intrigued me to drive me into the theater and I watched Rob Zombie's H1. But I was intrigued to see the second one just due to how well the trailer was cut. But that Rob Zombie H2 trailer was 10 times better than 2018 and Kills combined. My opinion. Some of you are like, well... That, yeah, that's not accurate. It's actually, it would, fuck you. Have your opinion. I have mine. Bottom line is, it was not a good trailer. Now, that we got all that out of the way. How this summer is going to roll, all right? And how Halloween Kills is going to roll, For those of you that do not have ADD, that do remember that I did some episodes about the release of the new movie and all of us getting together. Most could not decide on a host city and those that did, others bitched because it wasn't the host city that they chose. So I decided to say, fuck it. I'm going to post up and whoever wants to join, join. So, with that being said, is Kills is going to be released on Friday, October 22nd, 2021. Going on that very same weekend is Orlando's Spooky Empire Ultimate Horror Weekend. It's a convention. And during that weekend, I said I'm going to stay in town watch Halloween with my friends and then with my friends go to this convention and cosplay all weekend. Halloween should be nice and fresh then because the movie comes out that Friday. And then the convention starts that Friday. So that's going to be cool as shit and we're inside four months. 
until that happens. So, um, the big party get-together, Halloween Kills release party, is in Orlando. It's going to commence at Spooky Empire, and we are going to drink a shit ton of liquor that weekend. We are going to cosplay like we've never cosplayed before. We are going to go into the theater with an open mind, drunk as hell. And we are going to have a fucking blast. Why? Because as of right now, I'm going to have six of my closest friends in this hobby and in real life that have already confirmed to coming. And I'm excited. Some people can't count three friends on one hand. Right now, I'm counting six. And the other five or six that could come are still trying to figure things out. But bottom line is, we've already got two rooms reserved. And we got adjoining rooms so that we can open up the hotel room so we can go back and forth between the two rooms and we can keep the party going. If you can join us, join us. If you want to carpool with somebody that's already coming, let's uh, let's say Chad is coming from Texas. If you're in Georgia, have him swing by and pick you up. If you're in Tennessee... You know, and you want to carpool with somebody. Link up with Corey Jones and see if, you know, you guys could trade off driving together. You know, there's there's so many options. If you're up in Iowa, Mr. Bitterman, uh, figure out someone else that's up there and carpool together. Come on down. You know, it is going to be a weekend that cannot be missed. And for those of you that have never been to a Spooky Empire event, it is unlike any convention that you've ever been to. And believe me, I've been to a lot all over the country. It is not only a place to meet and get autographs from your favorite stars from the past or the present or the future. It is also the biggest party in horror where cosplay is treated with the utmost respect where if you're a famous horror icon, you're going to feel just a smidge of what maybe being a rock star was like, because you're going to be stopped every two seconds to have a picture taken with you. And if your costume is a Renta costume from party city, you're probably going to get laughed at just, just being honest because People at this event are hardcore. People at this event make their own costumes. I've seen shit at these conventions that I have never, ever seen before. And it's all good. It's all homemade. A lot of artists go to this, go to this thing. And believe it or not, when they see a, an independent Myers mask... People go absolutely ape shit for it because they're they're glad that someone didn't go to Party City or go to Amazon or someplace and order their coveralls in their in their mask and just call it a day. We call them rentamires for a reason at these conventions. But you know, we roll as the mic pack. Four, five, six, seven of us deep. 
one year we had a Dr. Loomis. We had H1, H2, H4, H6, H, H2O, and Resurrection all in one deal. A different time we had uh, Corey as Rob Zombie. We had the H2O. We had the Resurrection. We had one and two, and we had part six. This year, uh, we're looking at one, two, maybe even Kirk. Kirk, one, two, maybe Ben Tramer will make an appearance. Uh, then you got H4, H5, H6, H, H2O, Resurrection, and Rob Zombies. So it is going to be a fucking blast. And if you can make it to Orlando, if there's one trip that you're looking to finally get out of the 2020 bubble and go out and spread your wings and say, hey, there's one trip I'm going to take this year, make it start on Friday, October 22nd. Watch Halloween with all of us, party at Spooky Empire with all of us, and then for that next few days, stay in Orlando and go check out uh, Halloween Horror Nights. You will not regret your decision. It is going to be amazing. It's going to be a party like no other. If you're a drinker, we're going to be drinking a lot, so come drink with us. But we plan on doing some sort of a live podcast from the convention during our pregame. So we will be doing updates on the Facebook page as well. But guys, get to Spooky Empire in October and watch Halloween with us. I hope everybody has a good week, has a good weekend, and we will talk to everyone next week. Oh, I didn't tell you what the summer was going to bring. So before I get out of here, let me do that for you. What is the summer going to be? What's it going to bring? Well, starting in two weeks, next week is going to be the Halloween 4 watch along that we did live a few weeks back, but in two weeks, I'm going to start a profile on characters that are returning from um, 2018 or new characters or alumni from the Halloween series that has been confirmed for this film. And each week we're going to start doing breakdowns and possible scenarios for these characters for the upcoming movie and for Halloween ends. So it's going to be an interesting summer. And as we start getting more news, we will start dripping more out. This is the summer of Halloween kills. This is for the next four months. This is what Halloween unleash is pretty much going to be. Unless we slip a mask episode in once in a while or a watch along once in a while, but it's going to be a fun rest of the season. I'm excited that life is starting to get somewhat back to normal. And I'm really glad that uh, I'm going to get to experience this whole thing with dear friends. But um, anyway, you guys have a good week. Have a good weekend. And thank you for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed, on Instagram at Halloween Unleashed, and on Twitter at HWeenUnleashed. Unleashed. 
Be sure to share our episodes in your horror groups on your timeline and on Instagram. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of Halloween Unleashed.